Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kem Cusack, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Elijah Ray. How are you doing today? Aloha, brother. I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I feel that. It's an honor to be here. It's been a long time, like I said, since I've been back in this city of Phoenix and excited to make some magic. So you're playing Valley Bar tonight. What is your intention for tonight's show? Mm. My intention for tonight is that everyone who comes to listen, comes to participate, leaves feeling like they're a part of the band. So the, you know, the project I started over 15 years ago is called The Band of Light. And really the core intention is that everybody's in the band. So whether it's just you're chilling, having a good time, listening, or singing along, dancing, that you feel like you're a part of the experience. That's my intention. So tell me more about Band of Light and how it all got started. Mm. Well, there's, there's many facets to that name. Of course, there's the band, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I first put my first album out, it was called The Preamble, and I had to put a band together around that album. This is back in San Francisco in uh, early 2004. So yeah, at the time, The Band of Light was just the name that, that came. And, but then the more people started coming to the shows, it was clear that there was a greater experience happening than just the audiences out there and we're up on the stage playing the music. And you know, you've been to many shows, so you know mm-hmm. there can be a sense of a little bit of separation. Yeah. Like, okay, they're on the stage with the mics, we're out here, but we're not really connected to what's going on there. Exactly. You know, maybe they ask, how are you doing once? And we all cheer, but that's mm-hmm. about it. I wanted to get rid of that paradigm and start creating something that felt like an experience so that everyone who was there actually left feeling like, wow, I was a part of this thing that happened tonight. And that's what the Band of Light is all about. So it started to become uh, a much greater concept of the word band where we started thinking about, well, if you put a band of light around the whole planet, that's really what the band of light is. It's like how many people can we get to band together to feel like they're part of this moment in time, to feel like we can share resources, share ideas, share inspiration, and co-create something really beautiful when we get together rather than it being just another show and drink a few beers and mm-hmm. party and you know, go home and forget about it all the next day. How could we actually build something amazing together and actually create community. So that's that's what we're exploring. And I think that is a fantastic and brilliant idea mm. because there's a lot of shows where people just go there and the band's not even connecting to the audience at all. They're like, hi, Phoenix, thank you for coming out. That's it. <laughs> or like, yeah. hi, we're so-and-so. Exactly. Not a whole lot of connection or interaction. And and, you know, I got to say, being on the road, is it can be tiresome. You can feel like, wow, you're just doing everything you can to get to the next show. And But really, I have to ask myself all the time, what a gift this is to be able to make music, to bring a sense of connection to people, to actually, what are we doing this for? Mm-hmm. Right? What are we even coming together for? And, and I've seen music... Uh, I mean, we've all seen it change the world, right? Yeah. Songs have changed the world. Songs have sparked revolution. And we have this real responsibility as artists to to make it a little more than just about another night of party and having fun. Like, how can we actually make this an experience that can bring people together, maybe draw the community a little bit tighter, and and hopefully, you know, even transform ourselves a bit too in the process. You mentioned 
music bring people together in a communal atmosphere, there have been numerous festivals that have done that. Everyone's just really looking for a sense of connection. Exactly. At the end of the day, and if we can just tap into that feeling of being connected to something greater than ourselves, even for just a moment, then, you know, it was worth it. What's great about your music is it's very diverse and it brings a lot of different elements like healing music, pop, and folk. How did that all come about? That's a great question because since I was born, I have, I feel like I've been almost like a detective of music, like studying and, and consuming as much sound as I possibly can. And I've learned just as much from listening to nature sounds as I have to listening to Mozart, as I have from listening to Miles Davis, as I have from listening to every possible genre, I found something in there that I can learn from as an, as an artist. So, um, you know, when I was quite young, my, my dad actually introduced my, my sister and I to a wide range of music, so I really got to hand it to my dad and as being a musician mm -hmm. himself for, you know, giving us an experience of appreciation for many different styles. So I was never really set on any one genre. I felt like music is just this incredible jungle that mm -hmm. is, it's there for us to explore and find whatever, you know, we're drawn to. And so when I create music, whether it be in the studio or a live experience, I feel like I'm pulling from this vast variety of genres and really what, what, makes it the most fun for me is to actually find new little tributary zones where these two genres cross over and how can we actually create something new in the moment that maybe has never been done and if mm -hmm. it has let's make it fresh and let's make it new so adding a little bit of folk and a little bit of hip-hop and a little bit of jazz and a little bit of classical with a bit of a like you said that even that sound healing mm -hmm. you know whatever whatever that word even means these days there's a a, a large um, amount of people being drawn toward more conscious music and healing sounds in music and and that's possible with just an incredible aboriginal elder playing didgeridoo into your heart exactly. that's sound healing right yeah but then also sound healing could be uh you know a choir right mm -hmm. just just this incredible gregorian chant or whatever it is so what is it that actually makes music healing it's the intention and it's the actual frequency that's coming through it so in a way funk soul hip-hop country could be healing yeah. to whoever's listening to it depending on where they're at and where the singer's coming mm -hmm. from in the moment so our, our intention is of course yes to heal but more importantly to feel what's like really happening in our lives right now and, and again to, to connect to something mm -hmm. greater than ourselves so if this music you know gives the listeners just a little glimpse of that then i think we did our job yes absolutely and also you have to be grounded too mm. Yes, don't forget to, to ground. <laughs> yeah, to experience that fully. Uh -huh. Just ground yourself. Mm. Yeah. There's a song on the, on the album called Arrival on, on my Spotify that is called Don't Forget to Ground. Yeah, so. and I listened to that earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's always a good reminder for me too. Song. Especially yeah. when you're on the road. It's like, okay, don't forget to ground, Elijah. Yeah. You say <laughs> you got to remember to do it because it's easy to keep going to the next thing to the next exactly. thing to take that moment to breathe to ground that top root and mm -hmm. yeah here we are tell me more about your latest record mm. alive down under oh yeah well that was recorded um on a recent tour to australia 
So I, I just about every year go down to Australia. I miss this year, but hopefully we'll go later in the in this uh, winter summer. Um, I love it down there. I have so many amazing friends and family and community down under. I feel it's a home away from home for me. So we did a tour, and I was recording every show as I generally do, and all the people on that tour, like man, you you play all these great songs live that aren't on your recorded albums. Mm -hmm. And when can we get, you know, some of this live sound? Because what I've had to do over the years is in a way kind of innovate a way to perform live with a full enough sound without the ability to have a band with me at times. So if I get invited down as a solo artist, mm -hmm. I bring a bunch of flute pedals and all these crazy, you know, effects and I kind of stack myself and create these one man band shows. Um, and then sometimes we bring the full band of light as well. But in that, in this case of this tour, I was just doing the looping show. And um, so we kind of took a compilation of a few of those events mm -hmm. that we did on that tour and put out a little live album. And it's super raw. It's like, it's it was edgy for me because it you know I'm a perfectionist at heart. And mm -hmm. when I'm in the studio, there's a certain kind of, almost like an alchemical process of yeah. really distilling and getting things really refined to the point where you share them. Hopefully not overcooking it, you mm -hmm. know, but getting it nice and tasty, because uh, these songs are gonna live on online, yeah. you know. And Absolutely. Then, but the live thing is its own raw experience where you never know what's gonna happen. You might miss a couple notes here and break. I think I broke a guitar. I think I broke two or three guitar strings in the middle of one of those songs on that oh, live wow. album. And I just decided to leave it on because there's something about it's like life like you you can't expect it to be perfect every time and be this you know nice polished product you know that people tend to expect especially i notice american audiences are a little more conditioned to expect the perfect thing you know like you hear it on the radio and you want to hear it that way but but i have mm -hmm. a feeling you you and i are the same that yeah. as music lovers it's like we like just the creative process and to see exactly. an artist go through their thing. And, and they really, they, you know, our, my Australian family down under uh, really loves that raw creative process. So we decided to put out a live down under as like a little taste of what can happen on the road when it's uh, the Elijah Ray solo looping thing. Very fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've mentioned you've played all over the world, including Australia. Mm. You've also played Egypt. What was that experience like for you? Mm, you know, uh, Egypt is a really deep place, really powerful. I had uh, actually met a young producer there who who wanted to create a, uh, something together and put it out to the, the people of Egypt and that community. We have yet to follow up on that project, but there's, there was a sense right away of, wow, as soon as my feet hit the ground, like there was almost like a memory of being there before. I don't know if you've had that, like mm -hmm. just a familiarity to the whole thing, even though it's so outrageous and you have, you know, of course the pyramids and the things you expect as a tourist, but the community and the people and the way people interact with each other. So I had, you know, I'd pull out my guitar in the airport and have all the security guards wanting to sing with me and having these moments that to me were kind of the highlights of the trip it wasn't anything that happened on a stage it was more like these moments with people in mm -hmm. communities I remember um, this place where I was staying uh, I was invited to stay and it was a kind of a nice hotel but it was fenced off and right on the other side of the fence was 
um, like a farm in a family and it was clearly like they didn't have much you know they're really really quite poor and but the kids would run up to the fence every time I'd come out and like wave I want to talk and so I'd go connect to the kids and then uh, they invited me to come see their house so I ended up walking to hopping the fence and to me those were my favorite moments was you know sitting on a dirt floor with this family in Egypt on the Nile River and talking to the dad this father of three and talking to him about how he was so proud that he finally got electricity in their little hut that year and it just struck me that you know and I sang them a song and I remember this feeling of this for me is what music is for if it can be a vehicle for connection Mm -hmm. to have experiences that we never would have to get us out of our comfort zones and just start talking to each other because I, I have a feeling that if we just talk to each other people to people in communities around yeah. the world we realize that we all kind of want the same thing we mm-hmm. all want to do well for our families and our communities and all this politics and stuff that we see on the TV like doesn't actually really apply to people most mm-hmm. people just want to have a good time and connect to each other and be fed and well taken care of and to me that's music has connected me more to more heart to heart situations mm-hmm. like that uh, than I can count and so those are the kinds of experiences that stick out for me about Egypt Wow. Mm. Easy. <laughs> so you're on tour. How's the tour going so far? Yeah, so far so good. I feel really blessed because Phoenix tonight, this is our fourth fourth event so far. Um, we started in Ventura. We had L.A., San Diego. Now we're here. And it's, it's so far feeling... Um, like, uh, again, that spirit of connection, spirit of... of community gathering around every show and it doesn't matter what the venue is necessarily it's the people that are making these events really special and Ayla is just one of the sweetest beings you'll ever meet Ayla Nario and Amber Lily as well Mm -hmm. as a a sister of mine from the island of Kauai and so it just feels like we have this really cool family that's that's uh, showing up and sharing our heart medicine with everyone Um, and it really is medicine you know Mm -hmm. it's more than than just playing some nice rehearsed songs and getting to the next place to do it. Like no one here on this tour is doing this for the money or for the fame or for the glory. Yeah. We're doing it for connection and for because of the love of music. And you can really feel that with every show. There's this just really amazing, like warm, fuzzy feeling at mm-hmm. the end of every night. And so it's been a blast and I'm I'm really excited to meet the Phoenix crew. Nice. What is the background on your newest song, Getting Over Now? Mm. That's a great question. Getting Over Now is the first song on a new project called Compassion. And that's spelled C-O-M-E, capital P, Passion. So it's, uh, this is the second in a series of albums called The Twelve Rays mm-hmm. Creation. And so Ray One came out in 2008, and it had been a while since mm-hmm. I did an, 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 the next one, but it was clearly time a couple years ago. Um, it was clearly time for Ray Two, and I had all the songs prepared for it, uh, or so I thought, because as soon as I started recording this album, Compassion, Ray Two, um, all this new material came through while I was in the studio. So getting over now is an example of a 
of a song that came at a time when I needed it the most. And it was a little bit of a dark night of the soul the night I, I actually wrote that song because I could feel just this incredible and immense separation happening on the planet right now. And I could mm-hmm. feel the tough times a lot of people are going through, a lot of, um, let's just say that it's like the lights are getting flipped on. So mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of the shadow stuff happening in, in society is, is really magnified at the moment. And at the time, I was really feeling that and feeling how just kind of the emotional turmoil that was up at that moment. And that song is really about um, just really choosing to be complete with a cycle mm-hmm. of, um, of, of the pain, you know, and, and the woundedness and the separation that has been, you know, really a part of the story of humanity for quite a while now. And there's this desire to bring, you know, the best of ourselves, to bring the light forward, to, you know, oh, let's, let's build something beautiful now. Mm-hmm. Let's create the world in the way that we want it to be. But there seems to be this little drag, like an anchor of the yeah. past, right, coming along. So getting over now was my way of just cutting the anchor and really f- feeling the pain fully in order mm-hmm. to to heal it. It's like we have to feel it to heal it. So exactly. in a way, that song is an ode to that process. And yeah. it's in a way, the it's called an interlude because it's the first song on the album, but it's a bit of an interlude. It's not really a full song in terms mm-hmm. of a verse chorus bridge you know style of song but it has this really uh tender uh, core message to it that was a to me the perfect way to open up this new body of work called compassion nice Mm. yeah you mentioned just you know cutting it so in a way it would be like cord cutting Mm -hmm. indeed yeah indeed and yet in rather than um, cutting something away from ourselves and not associating with mm-hmm. it, and it, it it is actually more of a this transmutation process by feeling something so fully, like the pain of everything that's happened to us in our lives, or the pain of what's been done, you know, for for ages, and actually like really letting that move all the way through us in order to be released, we, you know, which is a little bit different than cutting something away that mm-hmm. we don't want to look at, you know, like it's like chopping off our own yeah. limb because we don't want to associate with it. But it's actually like, okay, this is a part of me. How can I feel this fully to heal this fully and then release it once and for all because I've actually claimed my responsibility and done my work and my part of it. So that song is like in a way a, a distillation of a, of a moment where I, I was moving through that. Okay, so tell me more about your cover of Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Mm. Yeah, well, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Why Man in the Mirror? He mm. had so many great songs. Yeah. So many great singles, and mm. is Man in the Mirror special to you? You know, it really is. I have to say, it, you know, I was a huge MJ fan since I was a little kid and I I I really had a deep love for that song in particular I, I love all of his music but it almost felt um, and I know this might sound weird but it's it's as if that song chose me mm-hmm. um, I didn't even want to do that as a cover I actually didn't feel like I was 
worthy to do you know to really do that song justice when it when the thought first came in it was it was almost like have you ever experienced this where it's as if the universe is giving you signs everywhere mm-hmm. you go about something yeah everywhere All you the look time. there it is and it's exactly like, it, it's like it won't leave you alone yeah so it was one of those experiences where i actually everywhere i turned it was coming to me in every possible way and it was more of a process of okay okay i hear you i'll do the song you know it was more like that like i had to in a way be kind of bombarded by the universe um giving me about a hundred signs and when i finally said okay maybe this is a sign i should do this song everything just clicked into place and it really i mean i i probably produced that song um in two days by myself in a studio actually my my uh, musical partner and produced co-producer henry who engineers this most of my music in Ibiza? I was out at the studio and I was like, Henry, I just feel like I need to just be alone in the studio for this one. And he just set me up. He left. I was pushing record, running around to all the instruments, and I created the whole thing in two days. And so it really just came out of yeah. me in a kind of a you know, profound, fiery blaze. And uh, so it was one of those pieces that just it felt like it needed to be sung mm-hmm. and. I feel like the message is timeless, uh, and if we really even look past the artist and look at the message itself, I think it's a, a message that a lot of people need to hear right now. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, with all the negativity going on, people definitely need to hear some positive vibes. Amen. Yeah. And the video for Man in the Mirror is great, too. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, yeah. Thank you. That was fun to shoot. And just hearing the song, it just, yeah, it hits deep. Mm. So. Yeah, well, it's just the beginning. So that's yeah. number two. Get um, I Can Change is number three. And we've just finished a video uh, for number four, which is coming out, and it's called Find Me. So that would be the fourth chapter of compassion. Uh, I call it chapter. It's a song, but obviously, but like it's almost like chapters in a story. Mm-hmm. What this this album is turning out to be, it's quite a amazing story of fi- finding our way home to compassion, yeah. and of course, going through the ups and downs of heartbreak and you know, love and mm-hmm. passion, and it's, yeah. like, it's everything. Um, but at at the end of the day, um, my prayers that this this new body of work, compassion, is you know helps people really touch back into their inmost self and and find that compassion in themselves but also because we put a little spin on the word mm-hmm. compassion by spelling it a little different it, there's a little i'll just say a little sneak preview spoiler alert there is a um a different meaning you know that we're wanting to infuse this word with it in these in you know 2019 now where it's like we actually need a little extra fire sometimes mm-hmm. to really remember to feel pa- to feel passion about what we truly believe in and there can be sometimes in the spiritual communities you know the conscious community will say that sometimes a little almost like what i would call a pastel mm-hmm. color feeling of like oh it's all good namaste everything's yeah. great but actually everything's not always great and That's so true. we need to actually feel that fire to sometimes really, um, you know, just inspire us Mm -hmm. to feel passionate about what we believe in. And so compassion has that theme in the core of it as well. Yeah. Because if you're not passionate about something, Mm. 
you're if you're not passionate about something then what's the point mm-hmm. like indeed yeah as they're just going to be miserable right and as they say if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything so in a way this is a, a clarion call to all of us as brothers and sisters on this planet to really remember what are we standing for at this time and what do we truly believe in and to really you know guard that and protect mm-hmm. that flame and uh and actually fan it a bit because we're needed right now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And need to, you know, spread love and positive vibes mm. throughout the world. Oh. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Uh, I would just add that may we take time to breathe to create space for ourselves and our dreams because the you know in this moment where we're so plugged into technology and the world seems to be moving faster and faster and faster it's important to take some time every day to to be still to create some perspective and to as you said don't forget to ground because mm-hmm. uh we need our roots to be deep if we're to expand out far and wide we need to you know to actually grow deeper roots and um, I also just like to say thank you to everyone who's listening and to, you know, extend the warmth of our hearts of what we're feeling here in the studio to just wrap a big hug around you, the listener. And, you know, thank you for listening and supporting live music. And um, I hope to, you know, to meet you out there on the journey. So much love and aloha. Is there any person you want to collaborate with? And who person. would that be and why? Mm, that's a great question. There's a lot of people I would love to collaborate with right now. Um, there's actually two that come to mind, and they're very diverse and unique artists. So one uh, is I've been listening to an Australian artist uh, named Ainsley Wills recently, who's just, to me, one of the greatest female voices right now. And um and she's out of Melbourne and her, her not only her songwriting but just her voice is just really special I'd, I'd be I'd love to collaborate with her one day and another would be Jacob Collier who is uh I think he's out of the UK and this brother is just um for as young as he is just a, a true virtuoso of our times and um so that would be pretty cool to create something with him one day too so those are those are the first two that come to mind yeah well you know what's great about music is that no matter where it happens to be happening it's really about the people who are there Mm -hmm. the music itself and the frequency so in a way we could be on the back porch you know on the bayou or we could be in egypt (laughs) inside of a pyramid or we could be at the valley bar tonight in phoenix and you know, great music will be made, and we're we're gonna tap tap into that good, you know, that good energy and the good vibes, and, yeah. and uh, pump it up together. And Valley Bar, there's always good energy, so mm. it's gonna be a great night for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And one last thing, social media. Oh yeah. Social media is very important. Mm. So to follow Elijah Ray. On Instagram, it is at Elijah Ray Music, and the website is ElijahRayMusic.com. And if you text Elijah Ray, all one word, to 44144, 
you'll be added to the mailing list. That's it. Yeah. Hope to stay in connection with you too, brother. And uh, thanks for having us on the show. You're very welcome. And great success on the road. Mahalo. This is Elijah Ray's cover of Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. <laughs> As I turn up the corner on my favorite winter cold, this wind is blowing my mind. See the kids in the street. We're not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? The summer days we got a broken bottle top and a wanted soul. They follow each other on the wind, you know, 'cause they got. Change is way.
What's up, family? This is Elijah Ray, and you are listening to Hitting the High Note with Kevin Cusack. For Elijah Ray, I'm Kevin Cusack. Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note.